to the Forge America Missional Podcast. My name is Terry Ishii. And today on the story, I am joined by my very good friend, David Rawls. Dave, thanks for being on the uh, podcast, buddy. Man, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad you called me your very good friend. Yeah, man, of course. Yeah. Uh, whenever any anything Indiana or Midwest, you are the first face that I think of. And so you're my you're my friend from Indiana, even though you're not from Indiana, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a not. West Coast kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of, you have a fascinating story. I love it. So just tell us a little bit about kind of where you came from and where you're at now. Well, uh, so my name's uh, David Rawls and I am married to Gina Rawls and we've been married 31 years. We have three adult children, uh, Ashley, who's uh, married, living in Knoxville, and then uh, Caitlin, she um, she lives on a ship most of the time. She works on a cruise ship, but she is uh, home with us now because of COVID. And then I have a son that goes to Indiana University. So those are three kids. And we uh, are, I grew up actually in Southern California. And um, I lived a, a really good pagan life out there. And from uh, high school, I was, uh, I was an athlete and got a scholarship to the University of Arizona and basically lasted there about two seasons, uh, something about a 1.67 grade point average the school didn't like. And so uh, uh, I had to uh, move on. And so, but my life was kind of falling apart. So I basically, I had an aunt and uncle and a grandmother lived in the Midwest in Ohio. And I knew they were kind of religious. And so I knew I needed something in my life and because my life was kind of falling apart at that time. And so moved out to the Midwest, uh, gave my life to Jesus and then uh, started dating the preacher's daughter and, you know, 31 years. And (laughs) so, uh, you know, and then I went uh, back to college, but I went to a, a little Bible college and they didn't have football, but I had a coach who said, Hey, um, it was a basketball coach. He said, you've got five fouls, use them. And so uh, I loved it. So I went out and so been, uh, in church ministry, everything, uh, youth minister, uh, you know, preaching minister also, uh, worked, uh, recently a few years back, worked with a mission organization in West Africa. So a little of everything. Nice. And you've been a pastor, uh, in Terre Haute now for how long have you been there? So I've been here just a little over uh, three years. Okay, three years. And before that, you were you served as a pastor uh, at a church on the other part of Indiana. And so I, I know you've had a bit of a mm, transition or, or rethinking a philosophy of ministry and all that. And so tell us a little bit of how you connected with Forge. Um, and then what? How, how has your life and ministry been impacted by your... Uh, by going through some of the Forge training and, and some of that? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So when my uh, oldest daughter, she was going to school in um, uh, the Knoxville, Tennessee area, uh, we would go visit her. She was a college athlete, played basketball. And so we'd go to her games. And on Sunday, I'd, I'd go to go to her church. That was Crossings. And anyhow, I, I started just um, observing uh, Crossings. And I just there was something about their church that I thought, man, this is different. It was, it was kind of like when I moved to the Midwest, I moved because I saw something different in my aunt and uncle that I hadn't seen in, in uh, my own life. And so with crossings, I saw, 
I saw something different. So I, I called up Mark Nelson, uh, senior minister there, and I just called him up and we started talking about the church. And I said, hey, tell me, I keep hearing about this forge thing. And, and so, you know, he started explaining it to me. But the, the thing that he said uh, was, is that the bottom line is, it's a great way to disciple people. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of began my journey uh, with Forge. And uh, I didn't realize, I guess, how much missional thinking would impact me. You know, I, I've been doing uh, church ministry for, you know, 30 years, and I'd go to conferences. And usually what I do is I take something from that conference, and say, man, I got to apply this to what I'm already doing. When I started kind of, I, I basically plugged in with Forge, went through uh, the, uh, the residency, and I began to realize this isn't something to uh, just plug into something I'm already doing. It, it, was, it was a complete paradigm shift that thinking missionally and really focusing on discipling people has to be the very core. And, and that was a huge shift because I, was a, I got a master's degree in, in church growth. Yeah. And our whole, our whole idea and everything that I was taught was is you do programs and, you know, you have uh, the best fog machine and, you know, the uh, great worship band, you know, you make sure your building is a certain way. And, and so we're always a, trying to attract people to the building, but I, I noticed over the years that it was becoming harder and harder to attract people to the building. And the only ones that we would attract were usually Christians from other churches that just didn't like that church and moved on. And that was kind of the, the beginning of my, my journey and and with as far as thinking missionally and with forge yeah it's been it's been fun i mean it's been a long journey uh, i know you've we've done the, the the missional formation residency and we did that for a season uh and then we did kind of like a experimental kind of pioneering cohort for for 12 months it was a, a year-long program and uh we had a couple other friends in that and it's it's just been really cool to be able to come alongside um agape and and what you guys are doing in Terre Haute and seeing what God is doing and this vision that you guys have and so uh, tell us a little bit about what now I mean as you guys look uh, into the future and as you lead your family and the church uh, what's what's the vision that God is putting on your heart and and what what do you feel like he's prompting you to do next yeah that's another great question you know we've that's something that you know as I was going through my forge training and as I felt this shift going on in my life, I, I ended up going to my leadership and I just said, Hey, I, I've been really wrestling with these things. And, and so I started sharing these ideas with them and, and actually um, they got pretty excited about it. One of the things that we've begun to do is we've really tried to, um, and we've done this slowly. This, I mean, it wasn't like, okay, um, here in a month, we're going to put this all in place and we're going to be a missional church, but we've, we've really wrestled through it and, and taken a lot of baby steps. But a, a part of that is, is that we've been trying to figure out what does it mean to be sent to um, Terre Haute, Indiana. And, and so we've been uh, uh, wrestling, wrestling with that idea. And we have um, sought to figure out what that would look like, not only, you know, through the week, but you know, we're now wrestling with, well, what does that mean for our Sunday morning service? And, you know, because uh, in our old paradigm, uh, we were, you know, our goal was to try to attract people to the church. And, and not that we don't want people to come, 
you know, to our Sunday morning service. But if, if we're really seeking to be uh, missionally sent, and that's, that's kind of a big word that, that we use um, here. We, we talk about, you know, our sentness, that we're uh, missionaries. And, and that was something that even with my work in West Africa, I thought, you know, why is, why is it just missionaries are overseas? And, and so we talk about people in our own church being missionaries and, and kind of encourage, encourage them to, to where they're being sent. And so we've been really wrestling with of how to really empower um, our people to, to be missionaries in the community. And so we actually, we were going to start back in March. We we're actually going to really go through uh, missionary training. Uh, kind of a, a forge residency with about 12 or 13 people. And when COVID hit, we ended up, we couldn't meet in person, but we ended up doing it online as far as through Zoom. And, but um, we just finished that residency uh, last week. And we, it's been kind of exciting because I'm seeing people in our church, you know, uh, you know, one lady was, was sharing with me that she grew, grew or she went through a divorce and now she really feels God calling her to really reach out to people in the divorce community and, and how she can help them. And, and so it's kind of cool to see that we had an, another lady who just had this passion for the homeless and she started a, a ministry with, with food and clothing uh, for the homeless. And she's actually begun to build uh, relationships with them. And, and so um, that's kind of uh, exciting to see different individuals and then, you know, one of the things I guess for me is, is that uh, I'm having to wrestle with, um, I'm not just the person that tells people, you know, hey, you got to be a missionary. Uh, I've had to ask myself, what does that mean for me? And so, you know, for me, I've realized that my sentness is really right in my own neighborhood. Mm. And, you know, I have uh, neighbors that I'm kind of working towards, you know, how do I build relationships with them? And, and how do I just how do I just love on them? And we have an elementary school uh, right in my backyard. And so, you know, I started um, just mentoring a, a young kid at the elementary school. And, and so, you know, our goal is, is to really be a, a church filled with missionaries. Yeah, and man, you're 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 holding back so much more than what you guys are doing. I, I love the, the 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 restraint, but uh, I love the vision you have—not just to reach a community or a neighborhood, but you guys want to reach an entire valley there in Terre Haute, and that's beautiful. And I know you spend—you're uh, a regular at several coffee shops where you're getting to know people there. And uh, as a former offensive lineman, which you know you're 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 one of the the hog mollies as kind of the old '80s way of thinking it. Uh, but even having a, a weight loss journey for yourself, I know you're you're at the gym frequently and the relationships you're building there. And so, uh, man, you're an inspiration. Uh, so thank you for for sharing some of those things and uh, just continue to do uh, do the things that you're doing. And I'm excited to see what God does. And so, um, one last thing, you know, I, it's 2020. This has been like the craziest year. And so the Houston Texans are just going to bow out this this season, and we're going to let you Colts try to make a run. Uh, to, to w actually win something uh, for a change. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know since the Pacers kind of uh, are done, you know, that's your only hope at this point. Yeah, um, they're my only hope. Although in college football, uh, Indiana University, you know, we're, we just beat Penn State. You know, that may not seem like a lot to many, but I have been a, 
Indiana University football fan for the last 25 years. And I've had 25 years of my heart being broken. We've, we have fumbled the ball on the goal line to beat an Ohio State. I've watched us manhandle a Michigan to only lose it. I, I remember, you know, going to an IU game, we were up like 42 to seven uh, against North Carolina State. And now there are quarterbacks with the Colts, but uh, he came back to beat us like 48 to 42. So this is our year, either the Colts or the Hoosiers. I'll, I'll take uh, either one, but we got to get past the Titans. That's right. Yeah, that's the worst. I hate the Titans, but love you, man. I love what you're doing. And uh, again, thanks for being on the podcast. And we look forward to, I look forward to having you on again and hearing some updates and what you guys are able to do as a church. So appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you.